0: Draft day. Johnny Manziel. Five years later, how am I the man still? Draft day. A-Wiggins. Fuck that other side, bitch. We stay winning. Yo, welcome into the official Guru Nation fantasy football podcast. Today, it is our mock draft episode featuring the one and only Justin Lum. How we doing?
1: Man, the draft is upon us. It's like my favorite time of the year right now we're a few days away and I can't wait to hear I can't wait to hear that there's just something about that sound that gets me that just gets me excited you know like a kid on Christmas day so I'm really excited to share this uh, first round mock draft that I've been working on for a while with Gru Nation first and exclusively so let's get into it man And, and just to Make sure everyone knows these are predictions that I made based off what I think will happen, not like last year, whereas I said this is what I would do if I was a GM for the team. This is uh, through the smoke and all the studying, I have come up with this mock draft. So Sifting through the smoke. Sifting through, man. All Let's right, so it. kick
0: us off. Number one overall, Arizona Cardinals are on the board.
1: The Arizona Cardinals. Okay, so come on. This is your team, first of all, man. This is your team. You know about all the hype on Kyler Murray, the controversy, with what are they gonna do with Josh Rosen. They got a lot of needs, but at the same time, the writing has been on the wall since day one, since they hired Cliff Kingsbury. And you guys know, I I would be shocked. I would be shocked if they didn't take Kyler Murray now. And you got me on this first, man, when you said, that this could really happen and, and not a lot of people believed it but he's he fits the system um, for Cliff Kingsbury he's a dynamic threat he graded off the charts run and pass and I think this is the guy that uh, Kingsbury has dreamed of to run his offense
0: yeah 100% I mean there's all the smoke gets thrown out now I feel like Um, There's
1: too much hype. Like how this would be the best lie ever. The best smokescreen if the Cardinals just went with Bosa or Williams. Yeah. Like I just can't see it not happening. And you have to make a splash pick at number one. You need to give the fan base hope. You need to give the franchise hope. Not saying that Josh Rosen didn't provide it, but it's like there's too much damage that has also been done Mm -hmm. that relation to that relationship with them not really coming out and backing him yeah. fully either. 100%. And just like Kyler Murray canceling his visit uh, with the Redskins. I mean, I don't know if that's normal to do. I'm uh, sure you heard about that. Yeah. I think, I think something, somebody told him, somebody important, someone with the Cardinals saying, you're, you're our guy. And, you know, he's just not about wasting time. And he's just ready for a draft day to come and be the franchise quarterback of the Arizona Cardinals. The question is, will they protect him? Because – We know about his size issues, being 5'10", 205 pounds or whatnot. He's going to take some hits, especially when he runs around like that. Um, They're going to have to figure out how they can protect him and put him in the best position to not take a lot of uh, damage and mileage on his body to keep him upright and keep him healthy for the long haul.
0: Yeah, 100%. All the smoke we're seeing right now from the Cardinals is that people are starting to question it. Pete Prisco said that Cardinals will not draft Kyler Murray number one overall. This is all smoke. This I don't is all. Him. This is all to drive him. up Rosen's price. Here, here's the thing. Yeah. If you, everyone knows you're driving Kyler Murray, which I feel like a lot of people do, and they aren't believing a lot of this, these rumors now. Um, but if you, if people believe that you're not taking Kyler Murray, Josh Rosen's price then goes up. You now have to pay more for Josh Rosen. I think that's what they're trying to do. I still think that there's a very small chance that they trade out of the pick, but I feel like you're going to have to trade a lot. Of capital in order to get there, and I feel like if you would, if a team would have wanted them over, one overall pick, they probably would have already done it. I think we're three days away. Um, they're they're sticking to their guns. I think Kyler Murray's the guy.
1: I think Kyler Murray has huge upside. There's still so much polishing he needs, but you saw what he did in that one season with Oklahoma, and you put him in the shotgun and the spread and Kingsbury system, and just let him do what he does, and you tailor your offense around him like the Browns did around Baker Mayfield. You do the exact same thing. You don't try to force him to be something he's not. You take advantage of his skill set, his dynamic ability, and you let him flourish that way.
0: 100%. All right, on to the number two pick, Niners are on the The bottom. San
1: Francisco 49ers. Okay, so I think right now with Kyler Murray off the board, this is an automatic run to the podium and make this pick because this is the guy that was initially supposed to be the number one pick uh, months ago so I got Nick Bosa going to the Niners wow I like it that, that's not, a gift in their lap. it's not a surprise right um, that is a gift look they just got D Ford D Ford um, he's not super young either but now it's like you have this pair of edge rushers with Bosa and D Ford how do you win the NFC West? You gotta stop the Rams, and you still have to take um, the Seahawks seriously. Those quarterbacks, Jared Goff, Russell Wilson, you gotta get after them. You have to get after them. And the best way to do that is by coming off both edges with Ford and Bosa. Bosa's just, he just knows how to get to the quarterback. It's in his blood. That's something that you can coach. If he can stay healthy, he's gonna be a force to be reckoned with. And then, um, some smoke or rumors the social media for him he deleted some some tweets I guess so that he's was pro-Trump guy and he deleted some tweets or uh, anti Kaepernick when Kaepernick was uh, taking a knee with the Niners he understands that that could hurt him and he could go to a city like San Francisco where it is not pro-Trump mm-hmm. and uh, there are a lot of people that still have love for Kaepernick so he realizes that he could be somewhere, be living in a place where, you know, he can't be putting that stuff on social media. So I don't know if that tells us anything, but I think John Lynch, John Lynch played on the defensive side of the ball, Hall of Famer, and uh, had guys up front that he really needed to uh, help him make an impact. So he sees the value here, getting that edge rusher and Joey Bosa. Easy pick, easy safe pick. pick, he just needs to stay healthy, stay on the field, and he's a He's the best player on the defensive yep. line.
0: Blue Chick prospect. So third pick, the Jets are on the clock. The Where are they going to do, Justin? Jets are
1: on the clock, and we have a trade.
0: A Jaffa trade. Wow. I, I,
1: I've mocked a trade right here. You know, the Jets have been talking about, or we have heard rumors about the Jets possibly trading down. They're in a good position here, and they are going to trade down with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Tampa Bay moves up, I foresee them trading up the number five pick, of course, 39 and 70 to get to number three, moving up two spots, and you got to get best player available here, Quinnen Williams. Gerald McCoy has been a great player for the Buccaneers for a long time at defensive tackle, and now um, I hear that they're possibly trying to trade McCoy and get him you know, out of there. He's aging. Easily replace him with Quinnen Williams, who is just a you watch his film, and this guy, he's, he's huge, massive, massive prospect, but he moves so fluidly, he moves so smooth, um, and he's just hard to stop when you're trying to run the ball. He's just hard to stop, and he can get after the passion too. I think it was like 70 tackles and 8 sacks last year. He's arguably up there with Bosa as best defensive player, best mm-hmm. player available to really put a pill on your defensive line. I think um, Bruce Arians understands that he needs to, remember he had Calais Campbell? Yeah. Stun. This guy, he reminds you of Calais Campbell, his size. Just a beast. You, and you have this guy on, on there for years to come to be the pillar of your defense. So that's who uh, the Buccaneers will go with, trading up to number three, the first trade of this draft.
0: Alright, so fourth pick, we got uh, your hometown Oakland yeah. Raiders,
1: the last Oakland Raiders. year as the
0: Oakland Raiders. Yeah, Um, yeah. So
1: they're running to the podium now, man. Like, Quinton Williams, they'd love to have. Joey Bosa, they'd probably love to have. But Mike Mayock, you look at his history as a draft analyst. We've watched his mock drafts. We've seen his board for so many years on NFL Network. Last six rankings, his top 100 draft prospects, he's ranked defensive ends number three overall on average. Mm. So he highly, highly, uh, he highly... Values the defensive end, the defensive line, the edge rushers, and you lost Khalil Mack. And right here, right here, you guys get (laughs) the Raiders get Josh Allen
0: from Kentucky,
1: linebacker from Kentucky. And um, this is gonna be interesting because because now you have someone who's very similar to Khalil Mack. And you didn't have to spend as much money. The Raiders were scrutinized for trading away Khalil Mack, but I don't think they were going to be able to afford paying him all that money. Now that I look back, and maybe they saw that they could take an edge rusher in the top of this class by tanking. And Josh Allen is an extremely athletic edge rusher. I think this is a no brainer, and I'd be happy to see him coming off the edge. Getting after the quarterback for Raider Nation.
0: So there have been reports out that the Raiders well today that they're they're gonna be a surprise at four. Surprise and what does that mean? We don't know what a surprise means because technically everything's a surprise. Like picking Josh Allen could be a surprise because nobody really knows what they're thinking or what they're gonna do. But but that seems like a very good logical fit. Like you said, the defensive needs to be or the defense needs to be upgraded there in Oakland and getting a blue chip prospect.
1: This guy okay. is so good, though. He's so bendy, so athletic, and he's just going to get better with better coaching. He came out, out of Kentucky um, playing linebacker. He can cover, too, and get off the ball. But I'd like to just see him rush the passer. Just let him loose off the edge, and I think that he'll be a great player. Mike Mayock, he really loves these kind of prospects. He really values them, and this is a best player available type, type of uh, situation here.
0: 100%. All right, number five, would now put the New York Jets on the clock with their trade back with the Buccaneers. Who are the Jets going to take here at 5?
1: So why did the Jets trade back? I figure that they could have took Quinton Williams. They could have took Josh Allen. But they want to get some extra picks, keep improving, building around Sam Darnold. And now they can get the guy that they actually want here, which is a guy that Greg Williams, defensive coordinator, uh, he really likes, Ed Oliver.
0: Ed Oliver, man. Ed
1: Oliver. Um, He reminds him of Aaron Donald. When Greg Williams was defense coordinator of the Rams, Aaron Donald was easily best player on the team. Still best player on the team, but now, you know, they got an explosive offense in L.A. Ed Oliver can play that three technique. He was playing nose tackle for Houston a lot. I think they need to put him at the three technique and let him really uh, get after the passer more and not have to take on those those double teams and he can flourish in Greg Williams system I think some people might think this is high and Oliver very um, controversial not controversial but I guess an enigma people love him some people hate him people think that he may have uh, red flags as far as character as some people just love his his talent his natural talent and I think the Jets um, they get a good player here it's just can he can he not have those issues but this is the right system for him learning under a guy like Williams and the uh, Jets also pick up uh, some extra draft picks.
0: 100%. Now, Ed Oliver is an interesting one because earlier in the dr- mock draft process, he's being dra- uh, drafted in, like, the, the early teens, like, right around 11 through, like, 14 kind of age. And I remembered um, specifically there's three gurus inside Guru Nation, one being yourself, Kenny, and MDOT. And all three of them, I mentioned this guy, Ed Oliver, being a guy who people are underrating and should be mentioned as one of the top prospects. Mm-hmm. Now, we're seeing the last week or so, when it comes to mock draft, Ed Oliver is slowly creeping up he from where he's been to now, like, top five now we're seeing him. The it's truth like, is
1: being revealed.
0: The truth is being revealed here. He so
1: knocked down a couple pegs, but he was initially, months ago, talked as possibly the number one pick. Yeah. Him and Bosa up there. And I think people see, like, this guy could be another Aaron Donald. There's, yeah. He's 6'1", 280. He's quick. He's athletic. He's strong. Maybe not as strong as Aaron Donald. I mean, Aaron Donald's a guy that stays in the weight room. This guy, I don't think that would be an issue. Like, that's he's going to get stronger. He's going to get possibly a little bigger. Um, but that's just the premium on defensive tackles that can rush the passer, can stop the run. Um, I think it's not – it's not out of the question to say he can get drafted top five, mm-hmm. top ten. 100%. smoke
0: clears. 100%. All right.
1: The Giants.
0: So we got back-to-back New York teams here picking. Yeah. Giants. They New are, York they and have, New York, yep. They have a lot of questions there. They mm-hmm. got a GM, who a lot of people have been questioning, not sure what to expect out of him. Uh, they do need a quarterback of the future. They do need some other pieces to really help build that team. Where do you see the Giants going?
1: They do need a quarterback of the future, but their GM, Dave Gettleman, is not going to give the fan base what they want. He, the franchise has too much respect for Eli Manning because of that pedigree. They don't want to offend Eli Manning. I think they don't want to use that number six pick on a quarterback. I think that will cause some a rift in the locker room. This is not a sexy pick, Jonah Williams, offensive lineman from Alabama. It's the Giants. They keep building the offensive line to help Saquon Barkley and to protect Eli Manning. This is a this is a hog meat and potatoes type pick. Meat and potatoes. They could have taken Quinton Nelson last year, but then you wouldn't have Saquon Barkley. Or they could have taken a quarterback last year, but that offensive line still needs to improve. And Jonah Williams, uh, he's been. Uh, foundation of Alabama's offensive line since he came in and he can play guard as well guard tackle and I think he'll actually be better at at guard if they plug him in from day one and he'll be there playing for for years I'm not saying that this is the right pick I just think that this is what I see in the Giants brass in their philosophy that they'll do fans will probably be booing this pick
0: Hey, I think it's better <laughs> than taking Daniel Jones or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, don't take
1: Daniel yeah. Jones number six overall. And we're seeing that. I don't know if it's smoke or if it's real Daniel Jones ge- being taken at six or 17 uh, by the Giants. I don't Maybe this I don't is, buy
0: it. Maybe this is unfair, but I feel like the expectations for Dave Gediman have been so low that yeah. a pick like this would be like a good pick. You know.
1: It's a, it's a fundamental pick, man. It's not sexy, but hey, you, know, like, you can never go wrong by building the trenches here. So... And we're staying in the NFC East at number 7.
0: Whoa. Yeah. So what's going on? Jaguars on the clock. What did the Jaguars just do?
1: The Jaguars are trading
0: down. Trading down. To 15 with the Washington Redskins. So they pass on potentially getting...
1: The Washington Redskins just saw that the Giants passed up on Dwayne Haskins.
0: So what are they going to do? They're going to make him pay?
1: They just took Dwayne Haskins. The the Washington Redskins move up to number 7, and they secure their guy before it's too late because you have you have the Broncos, you have the Bengals that could possibly take mm-hmm. a quarterback. They take Dwayne Haskins. He fits into Jay Gruden's, syst- Jay Gruden's system. And he doesn't have to play right away because Case Keenum is on the roster, so there's no rush. But in the offense that Jay Gruden runs, play action, dropping back, I feel like Dwayne Haskins can do that. He's a pocket quarterback. He's smart. You talk, we were just listening to Louis Riddick and what he says about Haskins' IQ mentally that's a that's a Gruden guy whether it's John or Jay that's a Gruden guy that he wants in the film room that understands X's and O's and also has just a an elite arm um he's not very mobile but I think this is a kid You you can't really he doesn't really have any red flags he just needs to keep working and this is the right situation for him so that's that's what I'm going with Redskins trade up and they take Dwayne Haskins quarterback of the future franchise guy
0: Wow, that is really. You interesting. like that? What do you think? I do think so. So what? What would the compensation? Heard rumors com- of that. What would the compensation be for the
1: Redskins? Well, team? to get up from fifteen to seven, I think the Jaguars would definitely probably be picking up a first round pick next year too, yeah. and some change this year, whether it's second and third round, because wow. they know, hey, you're coming up in spots. You want a quarterback, and Tom Coughlin is saying, I'll collect that. Like we got our quarterback in Nick Foles, we can get back and we can still get the pieces we want in the teens. So I, I could see it happening. This I could see that happening, too. I yeah. could definitely see that happening. There's going to be trades. And usually when trades happen, there are four quarterbacks to yep, secure that's that true. position.
0: Yeah, that's true. So that's interesting. So that now we have two quarterbacks off the board. Two and now we're sitting with the Detroit Lions on the clock at number eight. Yep. Who could they be targeting?
1: Um, it could be an edge rusher. It could be and offense alignment i've seen people say you know tj hawkinson available at tight end but i think they're gonna go with jawan taylor offensive tackle florida again not a splashy pick but you know you invest all this money in matt stafford you got to protect them they got taylor decker on one side uh from ohio state i believe was it a couple years ago but you got to protect stafford is the point or else you know why are you paying him all this money this guy joan taylor He's athletic. He rarely gave up any sacks at Florida. I think this year, past season, he gave up only one sack. He's very physical in the run game. There you got another pillar on your offensive line. And I think um, Matt Patricia, head coach, he believes in the trenches. So whether it's defensive line or offensive line, I think that's where the Lions go with their first pick. Um, Could be Hawkinson. But but here I just felt like this was – he he's being mocked. Taylor Taylor's as his top ten pick already. Mm-hmm. Mocked to the to the Jaguars at seven. I've seen a few times. I figured this was this was with the range that he could fall in.
0: So I find it interesting that there is this defensive heavy draft. Yet half of the picks are offensive players. Two offensive linemen, two quarterbacks. You already seen go. You're right. What is going to happen here now? Does that mean that these defensive guys are going to start to fall, or how are these teams going to start picking? What's going to happen at number nine with the Bills now with a potential solid defensive player falling into the lot?
1: This is what the Bills are going to do. This is what I, I really think that they're going to do for Josh Allen. We've seen the mocks with DK Metcalf receivers add in, but I don't think there's a receiver in this draft that's like worth taking top ten. Yeah. I don't know. I, don't think, I think you agree with me. I agree. So TJ Hawkinson right here, he's a top 10 player because of what he, not only what he brings to the pass game, but because he will actually run block, like, like a manimal mold you like, and that's what they see as a baby Gronkowski. Mm-hmm. In the AFC East, they have been torn up and eaten <laughs> up by Ron Gronkowski for years, right? I, I think it's safe to say that they take a page out of Belichick's book, and they go with Hawkinson, and then you get the safety blanket for Josh Allen, because we know accuracy is his issue. We know he can throw the deep ball. Here you don't have to worry about his accuracy issues as much because throwing to the tight end, over the middle, um, one-on-one, I don't think you know Hawkinson's going to get double-teamed. Tight end does, just doesn't get double-teamed as much. Like This is going to be a security blanket for him and a red zone weapon. Josh Allen, for him to thrive, you need to play action, you need to get him on the move, let him roll out, hit the tight end, then you can open up the deep pass off play action. You can also bootleg, He can also run. This is how you keep him successful. So and you keep the defense honest, Hawkinson can help both ways. When you're running the ball, and you're trying to pass the ball, and you're in the red zone. It's a good pick for that. I like that pick. I like yeah. that pick.
0: So He's
1: gritty. It's Buffalo. Yeah. Like, he's going to be fine in the cold weather. He's corn-fed, you know?
0: 100%. Alright, so pick 10. Broncos on the clock. A lot of speculation about them. Needing a quarterback. Rumors are out there. Rumors are Drew Locke. Drew Locke. He seems like to be the Broncos type of guy, but... There's also some other players that the Broncos like. And in this mock, a player that they really covet has now slipped to them. Yeah. And will they go with Locke, or who, who will they go with here?
1: See, Elway, you know, and Drew Locke were coming out as prospects, kind of similar,
0: mm-hmm.
1: extreme arm talent, athletic. But I'm hearing that Elway really isn't, like, like maybe the media created that, yeah. that they're going to go Locke. I don't think he really does like lock like people may think. And always tendency has shown that he is he values defensive players. I think he's gonna go Devin White, Devin linebacker, White. LSU, a sideline to sideline player. He's athletic, he can blitz, um, but he just needs to learn how to shed blocks better. He's kinda of, he's a smaller linebacker, but this automatically is a guy that can be the leader of your defense. You got Vaughn Miller and Bradley Chubb coming off the edge. That's a Bronco's nice defense. defense they are they are known for their defense consistently. So, I mean, this is just—this is just one of the last pieces to the puzzle. Where you know you got a stud linebacker for years to come. I think that's... And then I think Elway will try to find a quarterback later because they do have Flacco right now as the stopgap. Mm -hmm. There's no, like, immediate need for a quarterback in number 10 when this is not the quarterback class that we're, like, raving over, right? Wait till next year.
0: So we got uh, number 11, Cincinnati Bengals. A lot of speculation with them. I feel like they're a wild card in terms of what they could do.
1: New head coach. That's why I think you you don't know what he wants to do. Zach Taylor he quarterbacks coach for the L.A. Rams. Yep,
0: quarterbacks coach. Now he's on to head coach for the Bengals. His
1: first job, I think, this is also was a shock to me that they hired him. You know, so little experience, but now you're seeing these NFL teams trying to get that next Sean McVay. Yeah. Why not get someone from the Sean McVay tree, right? Young guy. So I think what he does is he tries to get his quarterback of the future. We we're just talking about him, Drew Locke. Drew Locke. I think I think he's the type of guy that he would like to get that redshirt year and sit behind um, Andy Dalton. He's got the we've seen the arm talent. You've seen yeah. some wild throws from Drew Lock. Mm-hmm. You see it on the highlight film, but at the same time, he does make the bonehead throws too. So he needs to learn from a guy like Zach Taylor, who's always been in the film room with the QBs, learning from a Sean McVay that can only help him season him, polish him. That's the key to his success. You rush him in right away against NFL defenses. I think he'll fail. But this is a good, better situation for mm-hmm. him. And then he has pieces around him like Joe Mixon and uh, AJ Green, uh, Boyd. Yeah. Very so, good situation yeah. to be
0: in and walk into as a quarterback yeah. there.
1: I still think it's a reach as far as like where I have Drew Lock ranked overall. But you know that the quarterback position, the premium. You know this is what they overvalue. But this is the spot I have 100%. him in.
0: All right, so number 12 Packers are on the board. They seem like a nice spot for Hawkinson there, but he ends up going a little earlier than they'd hoped. Maybe this is a spot for a wide receiver. It seems like the weapons outside Devonta Adams on the offense are really lacking here.
1: Yeah, but remember, though, they did draft young. They did draft receivers, yeah. a few of them last year. Maybe not early, but maybe they believe in those guys, so I don't think they take one at 12. Yeah. I think it's still too early. This is usually where tight ends, you could say, go to die. For some reason, A-Rod, he just hasn't utilized a tight end position as much. The last time was with Jermichael Finley. Yeah. That had, like, some solid statistics. But I think maybe this uh, this breaks the barrier here. I have Noah Fant. Ooh. Noah Fant, yeah, because he's not your traditional tight end. You can flex him. you can move him around, and, and I think that's how... He'll be able to be successful with a, a guy like Aaron Rodgers, red zone targets. being I mean, he's and he's fast. Like he can't. It's hard to guard him one on one, even if you're a, a safety or a DB. Like he'll he'll run right by you. So I think this is a good pick for the Packers. And then you know you have someone on the in line, and then you have Devonte Adams.
0: Hundred percent. I like that. I like that pick for them. Two Iowa tight ends, both going top twelve. Really interesting. They're breeding
1: and, tight ends, man.
0: And I had mentioned before that the defensive players are starting to fall, but then three of the next four picks for then offensive players. So that means yeah. that these these t- um, teams that are sitting here in the teens now, they have all this defensive talent just There's, swarming up. Yeah, and just and just sliding sure
1: th- defensive tackles are available.
0: So now in this scenario, this draft's going crazy. Maybe we see other teams start to move. Away. Maybe we start to see these teams that had a plan, to go get a quarterback in these teens, maybe they're, like, rethinking it because they're like, wow, some of this premium talent yep. is now in our laps. So the Dolphins are sitting here, and they seem like a spot that a lot of people mock the quarterback to, but it's like, with those top three going ahead of them, do they like Dana Jones enough? No. Do they like Will Greer? They're
1: tanking, dude.
0: What are they going to do here?
1: They're, they're, they're going to try and get Tua next year. Tua? <laughs> they're going to try and get Tua next year. And Brian Flores, new head coach... From the Patriots coming over to Miami, yeah, uh, they're gonna build on his defense. No Cameron Wake, yeah. Now uh, they gotta do something about the edge. I got him taking Brian Burns, Brian Florida Brands. State. He stays in Florida. This is one of my favorite players to watch. This guy Brian Burns, man, he's just lengthy. He's big. He's physical. He's fast. the The dude reminds me of Alden Smith, mm. but without the baggage, mm. without the issues off the field. This guy is fun to watch. He's gonna get after the passer. You gotta get after Tom Brady yeah. to win the AFC East. That's a great pick for them.
0: I like that. Just starting to build a defense at a premium position there. He's um, used to that passer. heat
1: too, man. Like he's been, he's been in Florida State for his college career. He's gonna, he's gonna be fine. I think this, is a, this is another great safe impact pick.
0: No. All right. So the Falcons picking a lot earlier than. Than they have in the past. They're sitting at fourteen now. Yep. Um, what do they do here? They get
1: the best. They get the best DB now. Wow. They they are very thin at corner. I think they have, they have Desmond Trufant but outside of that. Not much. Greedy Williams, cornerback, LSU.
0: Wow. Long,
1: lanky. You can put him on an island. Physical. Who's gonna match up with Michael Thomas? Who's gonna match up with Mike Evans in the NFC South? Right away, you got a guy that size, he can go one-on-one with them. So, I like that pick for Atlanta Falcons. Seems like a no-brainer for me. And you got uh, Dan Quinn there still. He gets a guy that maybe could remind him of like Richard Sherman when mm-hmm. he was in Seattle. But this guy is even faster. I think he'll grow into his frame, too, because he's still kind of slender. Yeah. But, um, I mean, he'll only get get bigger and stronger.
0: Oh, that's a really interesting pick there. And now we have 15. We have the Jaguars since they've traded down with the Redskins.
1: Yep. And you're talking about the defensive talent falling down. Mm-hmm. They move back, and they still are able to get a player that is uh, ranked highly, Montez Sweat, uh, edge rusher out of Mississippi State. He's a freak of nature uh, physically, and he just needs some more coaching, and he can be, he can be a, a pretty good elite pass rusher, I feel like, because this Jags defense kind of fell off last year. They can bounce back now if they get, get someone like him and to help that secondary. Because you got Jalen Ramsey, you got A.J. Boye back there, but you need you need to rush the passer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I see Montez Sweat going there as best player available type of pick.
0: That seems like a gift for the Jaguars. Yeah. You're sitting at pick 7, and he would probably be in the discussion there at pick 7 for you. Yeah. You trade down, get all these picks from the Redskins, and he's sitting there at 15. Yeah. Jaguars are gifted,
1: too. We saw him tear up the Combine. Um, and he, when he comes from the backside, he's able to stop the run too, he just kind of swallows it up because he's so long and lengthy, if he can just learn some more pass rush moves and get more polished, he's going to be a good player
0: Alright, so the Carolina Panthers now on the clock pick 16 which direction are they going to go here?
1: Offensive line, uh, Andre Dillard tackle, Washington State one of the uh, highly ranked offensive pass blockers in this class, he feels a need you know you got to protect Cam Newton you got to block for uh, CMC Christian McCaffrey and I just felt like that was that was a pick I've been seeing a lot too actually is them going offensive line and he's been this is kind of the range he should fall in the teens, mid to late first round Andre Dillard yeah. very uh, athletic great feet he had the pass block at Washington State you mm-hmm. just have to so um, I think this is makes sense
0: I think it's a good pick for them all right, so the Giants are sitting here. There's uh, some rumors out there that they uh, they like uh, Dano Jones. Is this is I, this smoke. the... Yeah, it's all smoke.
1: You're going to love this pick, dude. You're going to love this pick. DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf. DK Metcalf is the first receiver taken off the board. I'm not saying that he's the best receiver, but I just feel like Gettleman will make this pick because you have to try to replace what OBJ could mm-hmm. do and that's as the far pick in the trade. Stretching the secondary, taking the top off the defense. You could take A.J. Brown, right? But you have a Sterling Shepard. You have a Golden Tate. So you have all these slot receivers. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You don't have someone that can go up big, fast, and really give uh, and really stretch the defense because you don't want defensive loading, loading the box against Saquon yeah. Barkley. Yeah. All of a sudden now, these boxes aren't loaded as much. So that's why DK Metcalf going there.
0: It would make sense logically that the fact that they're trading for the 17th pick, that you would want to get someone else, another weapon back, mm-hmm. in terms of the deal. And they already got Jabril Peppers, so I find it unlikely that they use a, that pick on a secondary guy. I could totally see them going wide receiver here um, if they decided this is, hey, this is not the year for the quarterback. Maybe it's splashy, next
1: year. It's flashy. It's flashy. They just like I had a mock taking Jonah Williams at number six. Fans are probably disappointed they're wondering what's going on then 17 boom DK Metcalf fan base is excited again the guy just needs to stay healthy Um, and then yeah I know we had questions about his lateral ability and his route running but this you're not asking for him to run you know precise routes you're asking him to run downfield, beat the man covering him, and catch bombs. If Eli can still throw them, but soon they're going to have to address that quarterback situation. Here's the thing though, if you
0: believe in Eli Manning though, getting an offensive tackle at 6 and getting a here at 17
1: would reaffirm
0: that belief. So in in that sense, it would make sense if they do believe that Eli Manning still has it. Those are two good picks to really help out.
1: Because you can draft a quarterback in the second round. And maybe they have a quarterback on the roster that they do like. Maybe it's Kyle Lauletta remember they took him late and i mean maybe he's just a sleeper guy maybe he doesn't turn into anything but um yeah that was one of the fun fun picks to mock right there
0: all right so vikings here uh they have they have a few concerns they they seemed a couple years ago to be one of the most talented teams overall Mm -hmm. what happened it just seemed like last year their offense was hitting they it feels like they have a quarterback running back Wide receivers, the weapons there.
1: They got those, yeah. Maybe
0: some offensive line help here. Maybe some defensive help because I know they lost, lost a couple guys there. So yeah,
1: I think they can go offensive line, but I have him here taking Devin Bush linebacker out of Michigan. Uh, this guy's a thumper. He can play right in the middle. You got Anthony Barr on the outside. Mm-hmm. Um, you gotta, you gotta play good defense. You want to get Kirk Cousins on the field. You're paying him all that money. At the same token, yeah, you could draft offensive linemen. To protect him but um, Devin Bush I think this is another best player available type situation this is a great spot for him Mm -hmm. this is great value this guy closes in on the ball carriers and he's a sure tackler
0: yeah he seems like he's safe to project to what he's gonna be in the NFL so I feel like that's a solid pick for the Vikings if they want that round for sure so we're sitting here at number 19 we got Tennessee Titans on the board Again, another wild card. It just seems like I don't know what the Tennessee Titans are gonna do.
1: I've I've uh, played around with the idea of maybe they take AJ Brown here, but then they did sign Adam Humphreys. They um, invested in I won't say invest heavily, but I think they like Tawan Taylor, Corey Davis. Mm-hmm. You know, you got him as your number one guy. So that's why I said you know no AJ Brown here. Um, I got him taking Christian Wilkins, defensive tackle mm. Clemson. This guy is thick defensive tackle with a motor that was recruited by Mike Rabel Ooh, okay. Rabel was at Ohio State I believe, obviously went to Clemson but now you have a beefy presence that will be next to Jarrell Casey and this is how they want to win games, they want to win in the trenches, yeah. they want to ground and pound on offense and they want to stop the run and they want to be physical on defense, I don't think that he slips past here
0: yeah I can definitely see that. Like you said, the connection's already there. Wilkins is probably one of the more underrated guys, just kind of flying under the radar. But I feel like he's he's just—he's like—I feel like once you pick him, you're just getting a very solid pro guy's gonna come in and he's gonna produce um, in the NFL level.
1: Clemson defensive line prospects—they're first-round picks. Three first-round picks here. Yeah. Clemson really—you know—creating them, manufacturing them out of that program. So, yeah.
0: All right. So number twenty. Now we're hitting. Um, the the last, the last of the non-playoff teams here. Yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers.
1: They get a stud in the secondary, DeAndre Baker, Ooh. big corner uh, from Georgia. They need help there.
0: That's a Steelers pick right there. I
1: figure that's that's what they've been targeting. A lot of people been talking about them filling that need, and here he is. He's available. You know, you don't really have to worry about the offense. I know you lost A. B. But I mean, they've they've got the weapons there that can that are ready to take over. You get a corner right now. Uh, you gotta be able to, in that, in that AFC North, you know, you still gotta deal with some pretty good receivers out there. Let's talk about AJ Green and of course OBJ. You yep. Need help, you need Landry. Help. You need you need to make sure that you address that. You gotta prepare for those division battles.
0: So. I could definitely see that pick going down. I yep. like that for the Steelers. All right, now we're onto the playoff teams. Now, Seattle Seahawks. Twenty one. Seattle Seahawks interesting. Um, some would say they need a receiver with Doug Baldwin's uh, history And Some would say they need offensive lines. Some would say they need to really replenish that defense. Mm-hmm. Where do you see the Seahawks going here?
1: We're sticking to defense. Jeffrey Simmons, defensive tackle, Mississippi State. Uh, he did, I believe, he tore his ACL in February or near, around the end of the season. But mm-hmm. talent-wise, when this guy's on the field. He's a beast. He's a monster in the middle, in the interior. Um, he uses his hands violently. The Seahawks need to build back what was once the Legion of Boom on the interior side defensive line. They have uh, Jaron Reed from Alabama they drafted a, a little while ago, but now you put these two together. And, um, you know, in the mm-hmm. NFC West, that's what they've usually won with. So I feel like this is a good value pick here. He could slip a little bit, but um, I think Seahawks take Simmons. Where he do you can think, address receiver later
0: where do you think Simmons would have gone if he didn't tear his ACL? oh man seat?
1: according to pro football focus he's number nine ranked player so he' would be a top ten player yeah he, so'
0: picking him at 21
1: yeah he this is a this is good value he's just you know he's coming off injury he's recovering from that but you know I think the seahawks the Seahawks always value defense yeah I' you got your franchise quarterback like you don't need to draft the top wide receiver for him like you can just keep it, I mean they have Tyler Lockett I think they like uh, David Moore and I don't know if Baldwin is the same but I mean that can be addressed later in the draft, you don't need to reach for a receiver
0: All right, pick 22, Ravens, it seems almost locked in that they're going to go wide receiver when you have Willie Snead as your number one receiver, now I have
1: a receiver taken here
0: you do have a receiver taken here
1: mm-hmm. Who is Brown AJ Brown 22nd overall to Lamar Lamar Jackson We know that accuracy Is an issue So let's give him Higher completion chances mm, AJ like Brown that, in the slot And these guys are just mano a mono Tandem Relying on each other He can eat up the yak We know that he can run precise routes And he's going to move the chains That's what Lamar Jackson needs Wow. wow, I think that's
0: a really good fit yeah. in terms of like wide receiver to quarterback. I think I think what AJ Brown does well, well will together. help for Lamar Jackson. I think if the Ravens are sitting there at the pick, I don't see another wide receiver in this draft that fits what I feel Lamar Jackson does best in Terms of uh, Lamar Jackson is not going to chuck the ball downfield, he's not DK Metcalf, he's not He's not Marquise yeah. Brown. I don't think those are really good fits there because you're just chucking the ball yeah.
1: downfield, but you got to complete those balls. Yeah. I'm not saying that like Marquise Brown can't run routes, yeah, but he's also a smaller yeah. guy, like you want to give him a chance to complete passes. Yeah. DK Metcalf, we have the question, the issue of route running, that's why he doesn't fit here, and that's why I have Metcalf going somewhere with the Giants where he can benefit someone mm-hmm. like Saquon Barkley and stretch the field. Not saying that he's a decoy, but he's the home run. He can be the home run hitter. In this case, Baltimore Ravens want to run the ball, want to play good defense. They're going to go play action, and they want to complete passes, move the chains, and be methodical. That's what they've always done. A.J. Brown does that for them.
0: Wow, so the top tier receivers off the board are both all Miss wide receivers. Ole Miss, man, yeah. Wow. And, and it's
1: not that we're surprised on that because we knew those guys were probably the first round receivers. So, uh, that's what I got there. And then Houston Texans at 23, you got to protect Deshaun Watson. Oh. Very impressed by what he's done the past couple of years with not yeah. much on offensive line, right? You know, like he, he's been very impressive. And you have to make sure he stays on the field. So I have Dalton Reisner, wow. offensive tackle, Kansas, Kansas State. Love this guy. Once he gets his hands on you, uh, it's pretty much a wrap. Great pass blocker. This is simple, safe pick, important for them to do, secure protection for Deshaun Watson.
0: Wow, he's gonna represent the name real well out there yeah. in Houston. <laughs> Love it, man. All right, uh, on the 24, this is the second of the Raiders' first round picks.
1: Now it's all starting to make sense to me. I've always been cynical for the most recent years about the Raiders and what the heck is Bruton doing, but now we have these three first round picks. And in this mock, they've taken Josh Allen as their edge rusher. They got Maurice Hurst last year as a great value steal because uh, he had the heart issue, and they got him late. And then now you get another Michigan man, Rashawn Gary, falling to the spot. It's mm-hmm. huge. Mike Mayock is, is, like, clapping his hands. He's know, <laughs> He's cheering. Everyone's high-fiving. This guy can play edge and inside. He's relentless. He's strong and he's 280 pounds and he's that explosive you watch him on film and how explosive he is so i can see him moving inside so you have defensive tackle and on the outside you have josh allen dude the raiders defense is vastly improved right there spending way less money and they've already got the offense you hope on paper taking care of that's where i got um got them doing at 24 rashawn gary
0: Wow, and that's that seems like a lot of people are mocking him like top ten. So getting him to fall here it yeah. just seems like a good value pick in terms of where the consensus ranks him. So if they're able to scoop that up and get two really good potential edge players, like, I mean, defense is at a premium when you're looking at the, the edge rushers, guys that can get to the quarterback. And if you're able to get two guys that are able to do that in the draft, um, definitely a good way to start building a defense.
1: Don't be surprised if Mike Mayock goes all three picks the defensive linemen. Are you foreshadowing so, what they're doing at 27? I, I, I have no idea, but I, I guess I am. <laughs> yeah. Mike Mauck, he really values those guys, and, and hey, that, you got those guys rushing Joe Flacco, Phillip Rivers, mm-hmm. um, and you got to get Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes is mobile, but if you can stop the other two, Rivers and, and Flacco who are statuesque quarterbacks, they're not going to run around you anymore, Smith mm-hmm. Flacco at, at his age. It's important, man. It's really important to, to help you win games in the AFC West.
0: 100%. So we're looking at the Eagles now. Um, coming off another solid season, making the playoffs again. Um, it seems mm-hmm. like they, they have a very nice core of talent there. Yeah. How are they going to add to that talent?
1: Well, I have this as a value pick, Byron Murphy cornerback Washington, they already got one corner from Washington, they drafted Sidney Jones but I think that Byron Murphy's actually he could have been taken higher but he didn't run fast and he's mm-hmm. not that big but the guy can play, he can see the field plays great in zone coverage, he likes to hit, he's a football player and so this is great value for them in the fall there and now they solidify the cornerback position in the secondary um Will he be a Will he be a top corner, a little lockdown corner? I don't know, but in this in this scheme, with the Eagles run, I think he can he can make plays.
0: Hundred percent. Yeah. Coming from a good uh, secondary, Washington continually putting out they, NFL yeah, prospects. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And they also have uh, Sidney Jones that they drafted yep, exactly. last year, so they get both the Washington cornerbacks to pair up there with Ronald Darby. That could be really really good secondary there for the uh, Eagles. All right, heading out to twenty six. The now, the once depleted talent, or Indianapolis Colts roster now got replenished by an amazing draft by Chris Ballard last year. Wow, yes, yes. Got to well,
1: recap that. That was a great draft. What
0: is, what is he going to do? How is he going to turn his success last year and continue to make a success this year?
1: Swing for the fences here. You have T.Y. Hilton, right? But how much time does T.Y. Hilton have, have left in Indianapolis? I don't know. He can still take the top off the defense. But now you get his. Maybe his heir apparent, Marquise Brown, wow. Hollywood Brown, Andrew Luck. Why would he not like this pick? He isn't a hundred percent healthy yet. It's like no need to rush because you have um T Y Hilton, you have Ebron, you also have Devin Funches coming in. Who knows how that'll work out. But I think this is uh this is a great pick. Some people have Marquise Brown as their top ranked receiver. Mm-hmm. So I see this working out. I mean This would be great for fantasy purposes. Oh my god. If he's healthy and Andrew Luck throwing him the ball. Oh my god. Deep downfield, you know, forty yard, fifty yard deep post and, and and seam routes and fades. So I like this pick.
0: When was the last time we've seen two receivers with the speed of Hilton and Brown on the same team in the same passing attack?
1: Yeah, they're very similar. They're not big guys. But sure. I, th- I
0: think it could work. I think it would really work in the NFL. Even though he could technically take over Hilton in the, in, the, in, the, in the long run, mm-hmm. but even in the short term, it's like, I think a that passing attack where you have two guys that are able to do that, that is, that is so tough for yeah. defenses.
1: Marquise Brown will not get the top corner covering him when you have T.Y. Hilton on the field. Mm-hmm. He will not get the double coverage with T.Y. Hilton on oh, the
0: field. Oh, man, imagine trying to play.
1: This guy could oh. be like a 50-catch 800 yards. Like, he could be averaging 15, 16 yards a catch, and and his touchdowns would be big plays. He's little baby Deshaun Jackson, is what you're hoping. You almost
0: have to throw an extra extra safety downfield. You they can't can be you on their toes. You for can't sure. have one safety down there if they're both running streaks. Yeah. You're just picking and choosing at that point, you know?
1: It opens up everything for everyone underneath. Like, Ebron mm-hmm. and Doyle, yep. and then running the ball with, like, Marlon Mack. They've got the offensive line that taken is, care of now. This is. This it's, is it hasn't
0: been talked on, but I think Marquise Brown on the Colts is really interesting.
1: This is thinking big for that is. For, for them. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I like that.
0: All right, Raiders. They oh, yeah. are now on the clock Twenty seventh overall. Their pick. What this do they is a to?
1: steal here. Another Clemson defensive wow. prospect, Cleland Furl, Wow. edge rusher. This guy swallows quarterbacks up. High motor. He plays nasty. He Plays with an edge. And now, my ratings. I, I would be happy with this because I'm not worried about the offense. Like, Gruden, you got paid all this money to call these plays, and you got Antonio Brown. You went inside Ty, Tyrell Williams. Like, you don't need a true number one blue chip running back. Like, they went and got Isaiah Crowell. I don't know what's going to happen with that. Um, signed an offensive tackle in Trent Brown. You drafted Colton Miller way too high last year, but... Could they go tight end? The tight ends are gone, mm-hmm. so you have to get best player available here. Now you have Sean Deary, Josh yeah. Allen, Cleveland Furl, rushing the passer, Maurice Hurst. Dude, this wow. this defensive line is is fierce. This de- that is That is such is a
0: great young core at the yeah. defensive line.
1: Yeah. you're set. You like Mike Mayock like hit the jackpot, having these three first round picks.
0: Wow, that is. I'm big. I'm
1: like just imagining these guys coming at coming after the quarterback stopping the run like oh my gosh
0: all righty now we got pick 28 onto the chargers what are they going to do here
1: well they did lose jason verrett Uh, i think they addressed the cornerback position here and this is a riser lonnie johnson cornerback from kentucky Mm. he's maybe talked about his gaining some buzz as a first round corner um fast physical loves to hit you can blitz him off the corner he's you can just tell, he's got the swagger about him, he's got this edge to him, and he had a great pro day. I think scouts, teams are starting to fall in love, and this is not a bad spot here. 28th overall, Chargers use the pick on, on a cornerback. Mm-hmm. I think with DeAndre Baker gone, and Ree Williams gone, this is, he's in the conversation here as the next corner.
0: Wow. Alright, so we got the Kansas City Chiefs on the clock now. Now, despite having Mahomes and despite being a really good team, they still have a little bit of holes. They still do have a little bit of holes that kind of need to be patched up to really get them to a true Super Bowl champion. What are they going to do to do that?
1: You gotta be able to run the ball in December, January. No matter if you got Tyreek Hill running downfield and Patrick Mahomes throwing bombs, no-look passes, that's great. They're going to score points. This is an Andy Reid pick. Josh Jacobs. Josh Jacobs. Alabama running back. Doesn't have a lot of trend on him. This guy's a bruiser, runs over people, runs violent. He catches the ball That's so the most important so thing. Well.
0: He could be an animal in that offense.
1: Shady McCoy. Brian Westbrook. Andy Reid guys. Cream wow. Hunt he's he gone. He could be an animal in that This passing. guy can come in maybe week 6, you know, after learning the offense because right now um what's his name? Damien Williams?
0: Damien Williams.
1: He's supposed to do pretty well. Like yeah. he's supposed to come in and, and he'll be fine. But they're going to rotate Josh Jacobs in if this happens. And sooner he will slowly take over Damien Williams is not your workhorse back of the future Can he come in and, and do, do well? He probably will But I, I can see this, why not? Wow, why not that's like Josh the best Jacobs
0: case there? scenario for Josh Jacobs right there
1: And and then he will be maybe the first pick, pick in rookie drafts, in yeah. drafts.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, yeah I would take him first overall if he went there um, yeah. Alright, Green Bay Packers Number 30. They got this pick from the Saints last year.
1: Yep. What they doing? they already do? taken their tight end and no offense. This is my surprise pick of this first-round mock. All right. Will Greer. Will Quarterback, Greer. West Virginia. We've wow. seen this deja vu situation before when A-Rod was sitting there waiting in the green room, and he gets drafted uh-huh. and sits behind Brett Favre.
0: Wow. Will Greer to the new Packers. Coach,
1: new head coach, new regime. I know Aaron Rodgers is a god in Green Bay, but you gotta think about the future. And Will Greer, man, he could step in and play right away. But this is a great situation. Wow! Once you go in and learn behind a Rod, and sit on sit on the bench for a year or two, a uh, A-Rod's getting paid a lot of money though. I don't know when we could see if him ever move on or. I don't know. Go to another team. That's weird to think about. There's that. A recent
0: reports out with the whole article that you know, maybe yeah. he has gotten a little too cocky and comfortable yeah. down there. Is and this is kind of this kind of puts him on edge. Hey. Hey, Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Step the game up, bro.
1: Yeah, they they're not the same Packer team from a few years ago. So I mean, if you guys are thinking about the future. That's why I got this this uh, surprise pick here. We'll see what happens.
0: Alright, LA Rams, seems like they're loaded everywhere. What do they do here to help just give them another influx of talent?
1: That last Clemson prospect, Dexter Lawrence, defensive tackle. He's 340 pounds. Looking at their dev chart right now, you have Aaron Donald and Michael, Michael Brockers. When they run the 3 4, those guys are on the 5 technique there on the ends. Um, and when they run the nickel, there are inside on the interior, but Dexter Lawrence, now in your base defense, you've got a two down type nose tackle. Mm-hmm. Comes off on third downs. Danny Shelton type guy, someone that's big and can plug uh, in the run defense. He's a good player. Um, and then Wade Phillips would love it. Rams just keep building on that defense because the offense is covered.
0: That's true. Get another yeah. defensive guy to help yeah. Safe him get. Pick. Alright, number 32. Always a wild card. We never know what yeah. the Patriots going to do, right?
1: They could trade out, you know, They can, and I, and I won't be surprised if they do that. But I got them taking this. This guy's rising. He's definitely a day two lock, but I'm going to have a bold prediction. Chase Winovich, edge rusher from Michigan. He's got the long hair like Clay Matthews, high motor, relentless, speed rusher that, you know, with some coaching, learning from uh, the coaches in that Belichick system. He could be a real good player. Um, hopefully a Clay Matthews type in his prime. And the Patriots, you know, they just always add to that front somehow. Or they could just trade out his position. But I, I'm, I'm kind of fall- getting enamored with Winovich, and I like him at number 32. He seems
0: like a Bill Belichick kind of guy, isn't he? Yeah,
1: just work hard, hustle, do your job, is what Belichick says. And that is my 2019
0: first round. Wow. So, Nikhil Harry, Akeem Butler, some of these wide receivers are sitting there in the lap not, for some of these teams in the befo- second round.
1: Yeah, we've seen this before, you know. Receivers falling to the second round. Mm-hmm. We, we've got three here, and, and sec- day two is going to be interesting. Who's going to get it? It's a Cardinals McKeel back. I'm,
0: I'm stoked because yeah. i sitting at 33. Hey, yeah. that, that's your guy right There's there. There's
1: no need to reach for wideouts unless they are really, like, impact players. And I'm not saying that... Harry and Hakeem Butler aren't impact players, but I mean, you just saw three go here, and you you can't really complain about Metcalf, AJ Brown, Hollywood Brown going the first round. That that seems about right. Yeah, one hundred percent.
0: One hundred percent. All right, so that concludes the first round, log. and man, this just get me excited. I'm juiced. We are.
1: I I would be happy if I got like seven or eight of these right because yeah. it's just so hard to predict, especially with trades, like uh, what happens. So um, Justin,
0: we are officially three days, two hours, wow. twenty-five minutes away wow. from the exactly. NFL draft. Oh, this is this is insane, man! I'm just I'm antsy. I'm stoked for it. Ah, I'm just so excited to see how it all plays out and then we can just analyze it afterwards and really start to mesh with our rankings and, mm-hmm. and uh, Really start to dive into our dynasty rookie drafts and everything Speaking of dynasty rookie drafts Right before we hopped on a mm. lot of talk in the nation big trade goes down Keenan Allen official First round picks. Yeah. I know you want to touch on this. If a you guys
1: bit. are listening to this all the way through, then now now we have a bonus bonus segment bonus for you. Bonus segment. Your Gru Nation member, AK in Matrix, traded 220 21st mm-hmm. and 220 2019 first round picks.
0: Two twenty twenty-one first. 2021st. No 20 Oh, I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. No 2019. No 2019 picks. I'm sorry. 2021st, two of them, and two first. for Keenan Allen. <laughs> This guy, Dalton, the man you're hearing next to me, just fleeced him.
0: First off, What did you
1: (laughs) even... How did this conversation come about, and how did it go from, I need one or two first, to four?
0: First. First of all, um, I don't think that what I asked for was what he... I feel like I asked for what he's worth, and just putting Keenan Allen out on the block in Matrix I wasn't getting what I felt as value truly was and I was stunned I was like how how am I not able to fetch what I'm looking for for Keenan Allen and it kind of struck me I was like wow may, maybe, maybe maybe I just have to because my goal my goal is just to sell Keenan Allen regardless my goal is to sell Keenan Allen By all means to get youth on my team because when I'm competing two or three years down the road he's gonna be hitting age 29 he's gonna be hitting his age 30 season and it's like I don't want that type of play on my team I want my type of team to be really resemble a youth movement upwards instead of downwards once we hit that age peak so I wasn't getting what I felt like I was asking for and I I don't feel like four first-round picks are Keenan Allen's a lot
1: what was the best offer, though, outside of this, what we've seen officially, what AK did? Because I, I just, what was the second best offer?
0: I was offered a couple firsts. Um, it wasn't, what. Well, none of these were official offers. I don't really think I got an official offer because I feel like my asking price was a little high for some people. But I know there's people out there that were interested in multiple firsts this year. And I was like, look, two first round picks for Keenan Allen? What is Keenan Allen? Keenan Allen has proven that he has been a stud in the NFL. And for all the people that want to say that he's injury prone, he's not. He had a lacerated kidney in the NFL, in one NFL season. Is that injury prone? Is yeah, a guy break down a...
1: his injury report for people who don't know.
0: I'm going to break this down because I went over this with AK when he, he, was, he was having some cold feet about it and I was like, look, man, like, I'm, I don't think that what I, what I traded away was.
1: Bear just said, someone call SVU. Get iced tea on the scene. All
0: right, all right. So Keenan Allen, <laughs> first year in the league. As a rookie wide receiver in the NFL, 71 receptions, 1,046 yards. How many times do we see a rookie wide receiver in 1,000 yards in the NFL? We don't. The moment that you do that, you have proven that you are a phenom. You are, you are not just a good NFL receiver. You are now a phenom that, that is en route to stardom. And route to start, and we saw with OBJ.
1: Does it hurt to have Phillip Rivers though throwing you the ball? Again? It does,
0: and that that may have something to do with it, but at the same time he was super efficient yeah. with what he did. The second year, it was kind of a down year. Maybe maybe a sophomore slump. People start to figure him out. Only had eight hundred yards, but he upped his reception increase. So now, now we're talking about injury He hits into his third year. His third year plays eight games. He is on pace in those eight games. On pace for one hundred and fifty I'm doing math, 134 receptions and 1,450 yards. That is like top three wide receiver numbers. He then has a lacerated kidney, which I, I find it hard to believe that someone is injury prone to a lacerated kidney. That has nothing to do with your muscles or your tendons. That's just a fluke injury. That can happen to anyone. A lacerated kidney can happen to anyone. So he's out for that year. Then he comes back the next year, plays one game, and he tears his ACL, which has been proven by medical doctors – that is a fluky injury and has no really resemblance to a guy being injury prone. So the fact that he got hurt in back-to-back years kind of sunk his value. People start to label him injury prone. He's not. It was just two fluky injuries that happened to happen. Now he comes back the year after that in his age 25 season, and he has 102 receptions for 1,400 yards. He pushed himself back up to where he was going to be in that year with that lacerated kidney. He's now back up there into the late receivers. And then this year again, he didn't have the same target volume that he did last year, he still put up 97 yards in 97 receptions, 1200 yards. Keenan Allen is an elite receiver. The people that say he's not, I don't know what to say, but he has proven that he is up there in the upper echelon of guys. So for me to ask for four first round picks, I don't feel like is asking for the moon because of the fact that A, we have no idea where those picks are going to be. In a 16 team league, it can be anywhere from 1 to 16. Hence, worst-case scenario, let's say those picks end up being like Twelve and 16th overall. I'm not getting anywhere close to the type of prospect that Keenan Allen is in the NFL. So now I'm taking the gamble on my part that these guys are, that these picks are even going to be good. Keenan Allen, if he were traded for the first pick, he is more valuable than Lynn, the first overall pick in this draft because why? He's proven to be an NFL star and he's still in the prime of his career. So,
1: but what about the emergence of Mike Williams? I know you had to take account for that. I know you know the situation there. Yeah. And there's Melvin Gordon. Um,
0: and we've seen that with his... Th- that's why we how saw his target... How does this
1: play out. for the Chargers, though? You know what I mean? There, you know, there are all these variables because it is Dynasty.
0: It is, but here's the thing.
1: AK, though.
0: Here's the thing. In his prime, he's still going to have Phillip Rivers as his quarterback. So he's entering his age 26, 27 season this year. Next two, three years are going to be his prime. And then what? Then that's when the questions of Philip Rivers and everything. Happened. And I, I didn't want to deal with that. That's why I traded him away, because my team's not ready for it. But during these prime years, he's going to be so good. Like you mentioned, the Mike Williams thing, I want to touch on that. His target volume went down from 160 targets to 136 tar- targets this year. That probably was the emergence of Mike Williams. But he was, he was much more efficient. He was much more efficient. He only had five less receptions than he did the year before on 23 less targets. So he now is getting open. He's doing his thing pro football focus in the regular season had him ranked amongst the elite we're talking michael thomas we're talking julio jones we are talking odell beckham and we are talking deandre hopkins he was one of five players in the regular season last year to have a grade of over 90 90 pff grade so he is among the elite receivers i feel like he's almost undervalued because the fact that people i feel like ever since the injury happened to him people haven't viewed him as what he truly is. And I think that was the tough thing when it comes to street value. So no, I don't think that AK fleeced me or I fleeced him. I think that he got a really good player in the prime of his career that's going to prove to be a stud in the NFL. And the thing is with these picks, these picks, 2020, we're talking, I have to wait one full year from right now in order to get two picks. And then I have to wait another two years or another year on top of that to get two more picks. So the fact that I even have to wait for these picks, time is valuable. I'm not getting these assets on my roster right now. So time is valuable. The fact that I have to wait on them, it puts my team at a disadvantage right now to where I can't even use them. For the next them.
1: two years or more. Because yeah. you need to also wait for these draft picks to Exactly.
0: Yeah, like, yeah, so let's say I take guys next year. Let's say I take a guy to replace Keenan Allen next year. For the most part, we see wide receivers develop in their second and third year in the NFL so i'm not getting that immediate production from that guy in 2020 i'm probably getting that production in 2021 and 2022 from those guys so and those 2021 picks i'm getting those 2022 and 2023 so those those picks really aren't as valuable as they seem yeah on, on paper first round pick sounds all nice and good but Who's at first
1: round picks again cool. to the to who owned the first round so
0: i have ak's first round pick next year in 2020 and i have ak's first round pick in 2021 I own York's first-round pick in 2020, and I own Mike's pick in
1: 2021. So. These teams, uh, who would you say is the worst team on paper? Um, A.K. York, Mike. Mm, like, how think. do you see them finishing um,
0: 2019? One thing I really value in terms of teams is depth. Because it's NFL, injuries are going to happen. If you have depth on your team, I feel more comfortable in your team. Now, here's the interesting about AK's team. I think that his starting lineup and his team, on paper, is very good, and I actually think he can compete for the G-unit title. But here's wow. the issue. Here's the issue. If injuries happen, AK's team will likely start to falter. And I think he probably knows this. I think that he probably knows this. His core is and
1: Russell Wilson, Zeke, and Keenan.
0: Zeke, Keenan, and he has Tyler Lockett. He has... Derek Henry, who he believes in a lot, but the, the, the cornerstone of Russell Wilson, Keenan Allen, and Z that that is a very good cornerstone, and that will keep him in games every single year. So. Um,
1: well, you know this twenty twenty draft class is better than this twenty nineteen draft class on paper.
0: Probably yes, I would How say many so. Just first be... round
1: picks. Do you have now in the twenty twenty? Five.
0: Round. I know five first round picks.
1: Wow. This is all part of the plan.
0: Yeah, so I, I mean I l- I like the draft class because of I think I can get more immediate production from it. The running backs in this draft class are kinda weak for the most part. Wow. So
1: I'm gonna end it with this. Francisco says Christopher Columbus <laughs> out here trying to save face. No justification <laughs> for this race. <laughs> I'll end it on that. Wow. That's funny.
0: I'm gonna get some backlash for it. I don't I don't really care. Um Dude, you did. But I'm just I'm just being truthful though. It's like it's like if you see what um some of the trades are for those elite receivers in Trinity and you just see market value on these guys, like inside the dynasty community, like I, I'm a, I'm on Twitter I'm on Twitter all the time. Um looking at trades, just seeing how the, the market values these type of players. And having a stud wide receiver is one of the most valuable assets there is. Mm-hmm. Because a lot Keenan of Keenan
1: Allen's a PPR beast. Yeah. I mean, look at last two years. Yeah, almost two hundred catches total.
0: Mm-hmm. And we look at guys like Corey Davis, who was supposed to be the next big thing. We've seen a lot with these wide receivers, Laquan Treadwell, all these guys that are supposed to be this next big thing. They're question yeah. marks at the end of the day. Yeah. It's like it's like at their best. If they hit their potential, they're hitting what Keenan Allen is. Yeah. And those are all the guys at the top of the rookie draft. So. Um. I think I think my value was fair, and it's still and my my asking price for my other wide receivers are just as much. So, wow. Um, my 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 price isn't changing just because A K. It's like if you want to do business with me and you want to get a stud wide receiver, you're gonna have to pay the price and what I think is proper value. I don't think I'm overvaluing it, to be honest.
1: Mm. What would be uh, what would OBJ be worth? I <laughs> Or DeAndre
0: Hopkins th- I own both of them in Trinity If someone offered I'm telling you right now If someone offered me Four first round picks For OBJ I would turn it down Unless All those picks Were extremely high Yeah If I had the f- If someone offered me The first pick The second pick If someone offered me The first and the second pick For OBJ And then like Two other top ten picks That would make me consider But if they're four Let's say you offer me Four Let's say you offer me Two 2020 Two 2021 first For OBJ I'm just laughing. I'm just saying no, heck no, man. Like I'm not doing that because it's a crapshoot. It's a crapshoot. Yeah. exactly. And the reason why, like, yeah, no, obj objk
1: something that, uh, commodity that was solid, proven, but you have to now take the gamble. I'm taking these the gamble four now. players that you don't yes. even know who they are yet.
0: Yeah, I don't know where they're gonna land. It's it's all it's all lottery at the end of the day. And the thing is, this could end up being a really good trade for me. Like like let's say let's say like one of those like one of those picks next year ends up being a top three pick. Then I say, okay, I probably end up winning the trade. But let's say they are later picks, I could be losing this trade, honestly.
1: AK has to win now mm-hmm. because if this fails, if he doesn't get into the playoffs, doesn't come on the championship, he has no first-round picks in 2020, 2021. He has to wait till
0: 2022
1: mm-hmm. to, or or he trades when he's, or he gets a first-round pick yeah. back. Depends what he does. This is huge for AK.
0: This is huge for him and. This is, I don't think it's been mentioned on the podcast yet. I've talked to him about it, but this is something I truly want to see. I really want to see AK take down G-Unit and make a run at the Matrix title. I really want to see it. I want to see it. What happens to GN in that scenario? What happens? It's in flames. I I don't know. (laughs) What happens if AK is in infinity?
1: Oh, my God. What happens? All he has to do is make top four. That's all he has to do if AK is in infinity. (laughs) And in a redraft, you know, it's a clean slate for everyone it and is. That, at that point. Wow. Great stuff. Great stuff today. I'm ready. This is awesome stuff. All I'm right, ready, so, man. So,
0: Woo. so yeah, um, for all you guys still listening, um, Brandon Cook's on the block. <laughs> if, you ain't re- if you ain't willing to give up picks, don't bother. Brandon uh, Cook's
1: on the block. It, oh, man. Brandon oh, Cooks. Oh, he's stacking. This guy is stacking his picks.
0: I got to. I got to get those picks, man. I got to develop the core. So Brandon Cooks on the block, Legarrett Blunt on the block. You heard it here first. If you yeah. want one of those premium assets, hit me up. Um, no, guys. Without further ado, um, Justin, I really appreciate you hopping on. I really, no it was problem. really interesting to look at the mock draft, and I'm excited to see, you know, you know what what comes of the NFL draft, um, or the NFL draft this year, man. So, we're going to peace out. Thanks for
1: listening, guys. Thanks for listening, man. It was a real pleasure. I've been waiting for this. This is my favorite time of the year. I'm glad I kept the streak alive. Because doing it every year, you know, with life, you know, in general, it's hard to put your time into it and really trying to study all these players. But it's ramping up now. So, let's do it.
0: All right, guys. We're going to peace out here. Deuces.